This NASCAR Cup Series 2024 scheduled preview edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb We certainly hope that you had a wonderful holiday season. Welcome back to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Hopefully Santa filled your stockings with all the stuff that you could possibly have wanted this year. I know that I got coal in my stocking. Not even getting into it. This is a NASCAR podcast, not a how much I'm disappointed at my Niners podcast, but uh, definitely a, a podcast for another day. Start off automatically with Rye in the chat. Here we go. Indeed, here we go. We had our break, Cody. It's time to hit it hard again as we start looking at the 2024 NASCAR season. Ah, oh, we're back. It's time. 54 days until the Daytona 500. Ty, Ty Gibbs days away from the Daytona 500. It's almost here. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Um, checking my stocking. Got some snow here, so I think Santa's just a little bit late. Don't see my Xfinity or, or Truck Series odds yet for futures, but uh, Santa's probably just a little behind. So I've given the guy a little break. I'm sure by New Year's he'll be here, and, and we'll have those odds hopefully. And then uh, all my Christmas wishes will be fulfilled. Yeah, unfortunately, he gave all of the presents that he was supposed to give to me to my daughters. This is uh, so. <laughs> yes, he, he kind of skipped my over daughter me. Also, got <laughs> plenty of plenty of Christmas gifts. So, uh, yeah, hopefully he just his his sleigh was full. Got had to go back for a refill. He'll be back. Yeah, he'll bring us some odds, and we'll be okay with that. Um, all right. So in the meantime, what we will end up doing for you is we'll go over this uh, this NASCAR Cup Series schedule for the, the upcoming 2024 season. Really, honestly, it's to sort of take a look at what we're in store for in the 2024 season, what we're up against. Obviously, there, there's some major changes as far as tracks are concerned. There's major changing as far as scheduling is, is concerned. And so as we start looking toward building our portfolio, we've already gone over the odds. We've already gone over the win totals. So we'll, we'll kind of go over now how this schedule will kind of factor into another edge of your building uh, your 2024 card up, whether it's you know championship odds, whether it's head-to-head -head totals, whether it's the myriad of what we went over, all the prop bets that we went over last week. I got I to tell you right now, Santa may not have filled the stockings, but we sure as hell filled everybody's stockings last week. That's right. Oh, man, it's been oh, so much fun. Again, so many options this year for the Cup Series so far. 
waiting for the Xfinity and truck stuff still. I don't want to get too want to get too greedy, but it was a lot of fun. If you haven't listened, go back and check those shows out because yeah, we had two parts of the win totals to cover all of the guys that, that we got options for on being able to bet the wins. Uh, you know, championship futures, championship head to heads, all sorts of stuff. We just got done recording an F1 gambling podcast as well. That'll be out soon. I'm um, talking about uh, uh, what did we talk about there? Championship odds. Uh, I, we had multiple plans. We only got half the plans in, but yeah, we talked about the championship odds, which was a lot of fun. Um, and we'll have win totals for that coming soon as well. A lot of F1 futures out there also. So uh, it's a great time. We're getting close. Like I said, on the F1 pod We're through Christmas now, almost into the new year. I mean, early February, we got racing already. We're not, we're just about a month away. Uh, I love it. It's great. Well, and I joked around, but I think we're honestly going to do this. We're going to, I think we're going to sprinkle in Formula E. If the books are giving us Formula E, I think we're going to sprinkle in some Formula E. So if you guys have wanted to, to fully dive deeper into the DGen world, we're going to start covering some Formula E. Not on this podcast. Cover us on the F1 or, or go find us on the F1 podcast where we'll cover Formula E as well. But, yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff, and it's all sprinkling out. So, um, again, no odds to talk of right now, but that doesn't mean we can't set up the 2024 season for you and sort of go over what the schedule means. And, and obviously, we'll answer some of your questions, too, since we're going live with a lot of these episodes. I've, we're more than open to answering some questions for you guys if you have any pertaining to maybe what we went over last week or or what you're trying to put together for your own card and maybe what the schedule does for you as well. So uh, definitely. And now on Twitter, we can actually see the comments too. So if you tweet us as well at NASCAR gambling, at NASCAR pod, uh, gambling pod, then you can, you know, definitely join in on the conversation as well there too. So very happy that StreamYard has given us that ability to, to do that as well. And, of course, if you're listening on the good old-fashioned uh, Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you're listening to it, as always, the Discord is there for you as well, and we'll answer any questions in the off-season as well. Maybe we'll have a full-on mailbag episode just to answer all of your questions. Yeah, well, I think we need to do that. We need to uh, to do that. Maybe even figure out how to open up that uh, one of those lines for people to call in. Ooh, that's dangerous but fun. I'm, I'm looking for – I will hope that to happen someday. Live callers. Yeah. Can you can you imagine live callers? It'd be a lot of fun. They, you know, they're doing it over on the big pod now. This Get is true. Pretty good, pretty good calls. I like it. So might be something we have to look into eventually. I agree. Um, all right. Well, then uh, I tell you what, we've got a lot to get to, obviously, with this schedule going on. So we'll get to that in a second. But first, let's tell you about underdog fantasy. Underdog, as we know, has your way to play alongside of your favorite fantasy players all season long or drive along with your favorite drivers all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, NASCAR, F1. It's all there for you. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Obviously, all season long, we're going to be giving you all of our favorite underdog plays as we go along, all of our drivers to watch, all of our better than, worse than finishers, uh, higher than or lower than finishers, all that stuff going on for NASCAR. So make sure you watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up right now with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. P-N. Well, Cody, we start off, uh, as Rye Cape says, a call in line would be epic. All right. 
then we'll do it. We will make sure we figure out a way to get a call-in going on in the next couple of episodes. I'll work on it, and I'll see how the big show does it. Maybe I'll, I'll sign up for one as well, but definitely looking forward to, to hearing people's voices. Or maybe not in some cases. I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll find out. That could be a dangerous tool, but you never know. I love it. Maybe we need to get a call screener. That's that's our next uh, our next purchase. Yeah. A call screener. See, we'll see if we get a budget for a call screener. Uh, all right, uh, all right. So the 2024 schedule begins on February the fourth. I guess we'll call it the unofficial kickoff to the official kickoff of the season, where once again hey, you can bet on it. So it's an official kickoff, right? And once they gave us odds for that, everything was over. That's that's when it all turned to, to degen nation for us the bush clash or the bush light clash at the coliseum once again in la i think this is the last season in la right are they going to try to shop around and see you to move it around i um I yeah i believe I the original deal was for three years so this will be the third year so whether it moves the, the problem is weather right you, you can't really put it in new york in february or chicago in february so we'll see i don't i don't know what other options they've explored. I mean, we know the, that new NASCAR, right? They they are willing to go different places and try different things, which has been great. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah, this very well could be the last year. We'll see if Auto Club, whatever is going on there, is not ready by next season, which it likely will not be at this, this rate. Uh, they might want to keep it to keep uh, that L.A., California crowd in there. Who knows? We'll see. It'll it'll kind of be interesting to see how that shakes out. But yeah, potentially, I think this could be the final year of of the clash at the Coliseum specifically. Well, and I know that there's going to be several different uh, circuits actually running in that weekend too. It's yeah. not Can just we get NASCAR. some NASCAR Mexico odds, please. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> oh, imagine yeah. that, right? Imagine us being able to cover NASCAR Mexico odds. That would be. I mean, they're going to be running right there with the Cup Series, like no Xfinity or trucks that weekend, like. Yes, give us some NASCAR Mexico odds again. We'll we'll dive into that and and see if we can catch some tickets. I don't know if it's because we live in a bubble, which by the way, I don't ever want to leave this bubble. I'm I'm fine no, with this, this bubble. It's a great bubble. <laughs> this bubble to me, I I would live in this bubble forever. I, if I could live rent free, I would live in this bubble forever. Um, but I would think that there are people out there that would bet on the this i mean we we see it every day in our and i got a host right here that we do i'm just saying there are there is a market for this and i i would love and implore we know that we have books that are listening in our f1 channel especially but if there's any bookmakers that are in our nascar discord channel listen to this show just try it what what is what is it really honestly going to hurt for you to list i don't know what what the resources it takes to to create odds but i would assume that the risk and the reward are probably if you need help give me a call i can help you <laughs> we have said for years we're going to start and help you with this right <laughs> we, we so, said yeah we start yeah, our own I mean, book how do you not like it, it would be it'd be such a great opportunity again like a lot of eyes get shifted over because you're between the 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 championship games and the super bowl in the nfl and the pro bowl's happening that week the flag football who the fuck cares nobody does I, you know, like you could bet nobody's on that. watching that. Oh, okay. So you care for that reason. Outside of that, nobody cares. Um, but yeah, you're going to have people betting on the Cup Series race. We cashed what was Priest was top four to 33 to one last season or something. We hit that. We probably should have won that race, which would have been even more epic. Um, but oh, yes, like give us the the Mexico race. I don't remember. I have to look. I think that might be the night, the day before or whatever. But 
Yes, please, please give us the opportunity to bet on that. I mean, we just had the snowball derby. We had odds on that. We were able to talk about that. It was a fun time. So yes, if we could, we could get some NASCAR Mexico odds, which it's going to be fun to watch that race too, because it's guys we're not used to seeing and names we're not used to seeing and and different styles and everything. Be fun to see those guys, uh, you know, out there on the on the track tearing it up in in that uh, before we get to the to the big boy show on uh, on Sunday. I guarantee you I'm going to be watching it. So I, if I'm going to watch it, I might Damn as well straight. have some stuff riding <laughs> on it as well. <laughs> I'm telling you, it makes everything a lot more interesting. So, uh, yeah, that, that clash is going to be fun that weekend. And, of course, like we said, if they do end up giving us some odds on the NASCAR Mexico, that would make it even all the more better. So, uh, books, again, if you are listening – there will be a market. I'm sure you will find plenty of people in our Discord that are willing to bet. Hell, if you're listening right now on on any of your devices, uh, go ahead and throw that in the comment right now. We'll just we'll say that your sample size, your one vote equals and speaks for about ten thousand other people out there. I'm making it up, but it sounds good, right? So, uh, yeah, raise your hand if you would bet on NASCAR Mexico. Uh, yeah, well. Cody votes as ten thousand. I'll vote as ten thousand. It's it's all academic from here. And oh, right, Rye, raising his hand in the chat. Rye says, "I'll bet so, on uh, it." Whoops, he'll bet on it. There you go, Rye. See, there we go. True DGen status. Always standing up for the little guys. That's right. Uh, all right, let's move on to that uh, Daytona weekend, right where we begin with the uh, duels, the blue green vacation duels one and two over there on the uh, the Daytona International Speedway beginning speed weeks for us there uh, same old same old right i mean obviously we oh. talked about the driver changes last oh, week and I what that's going to be on super speed and cody's favorite <laughs> favorite way to not have christmas in 2024 is to uh bet on speed <laughs> super speedways but yeah, and they give us odds for the duels it's great it's, it's wonderful you can play DraftKings contests uh, for dfs on the duels oh man it just it really gets the deuces flowing for the daytona 500 so Looking forward to that. Don't worry. We will have full up. That's a great thing, too, is like we don't have to wait for the Daytona 500 to be betting on these. Like we're going to have Clash. We'll have full cards. We'll have DFS. We'll have, I mean, like I said, we cashed on Priest top forward last year. Um, and then, yeah, for, for Daytona leading up to the 500, we'll have this into Trucks Xfinity, obviously, uh, before you head into the, the Daytona 500. I've heard that's a big race, I guess. And uh, it's been won by long shots the last couple of years. So, uh Oh, get those long shot tickets ready. Yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, a fun week all the way heading into it. And, of course, plenty to talk about. As you said, we have full cards for just about everything. Leading into the granddaddy of them all, the Daytona 500. Uh, that is the February 18th. So mark your calendars for that one. That is when Daytona will be to start off the official beginning of the 2024 season. And... Where we, I mean, obviously, we, we're going to be cranking this stuff out at the beginning of February. So, obviously, like Cody said, we only have a month left of where we won't have many odds to talk about. So, uh, definitely good. Uh, the daughter's joining the <laughs> my, chat. My daughter's apparently, she's hijacked my uh, hijacked my YouTube's thing. I love you too, kiddo. Uh, we love it. Hi, <laughs> she made Cody's me, daughter. She made me a beautiful dinner. We had a nice little date before this. So, very sweet. So uh, shout out to her. She's she's pretty awesome. It was a nice spread. I, I'm I'm a little jealous that that was a pretty decent little spread that you had going on. So yes, I sent, sent her out a picture. It was it was absolutely delicious, and uh, she she took good care of me. It's snowing again, boy. We got a lot of snow the last couple of days. Snowing again, so we had a nice little nice little backdrop for our our little dinner. It was it was wonderful. 
Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Gotta love it. Um, all right, so then from Daytona, we moved the next week to the uh, Ambetter 400, which is actually Atlanta, right? So Atlanta is the second race back of the season. Back super speed. Oh, you're talking my love language here, Rod. Back it's to crazy. Back super speedways to open up the season. That's crazy. This is what a, what a great move by NASCAR, right? You you get you advertise leading up to the Super Bowl and football's over and. And everybody's, you know, okay, we'll watch NASCAR. It's still cold most of the country. You're stuck inside. You watch the 500. And, and uh, <laughs> right, he's throwing me off with his comment. Good thing you cleared that up. Would look a little weird if I was commenting to myself. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> but it does it does look strange. But anyways, but so you get all this build up, right? And then you have a great day, total 500. It's this epic finish. And then the next week you go to another super speedway. So these... These people who tuned in and they're like, okay, I like that. I'll take some more of that. They're tuning in next week and they get another one. And then you get that hook a little bit deeper in there before you start going to more normal tracks. And, and of course, Vegas will be next and more of your cookie cutter mile and a half, which has been great racing the last couple of seasons in this new car too. But to start off with two super speedways, as a guy who loves betting on super speedways, fuck yes, sign me up. Like, I think this is a great move by NASCAR. And I think they're really... The way they position these super speedway races this season, being that there is six of them now, as Atlanta is a super speedway style of race and, and is considered a super speedway at this point, uh, man, I, I think they they hit the hit the ball out of the park uh, with with scheduling it this way. Well, and it's a departure last year, so if you're kind of figuring, like, oh, what the heck are they talking about? Well, last year, the second race of the season, and for a very long time, the, the second race of the season was in California. It was Fontana. It was the uh, auto club, or, or yeah, and and now that's not anymore. R.I.P. So I know, right? Well, in yeah, the if you've seen the pictures, oh, it's so sad. It's gone. It's, it's gone. Gone. It's, yeah. Hopefully, well, we'll hopefully they build that track they've been talking about because kind of sounds like that might not be happening, but uh, who knows? But hopefully, we'll have a track at Auto Club once again in, in the future. But unfortunately, nothing there as of now. Yeah, but then they moved up Atlanta basically a full month. Uh, above what everything else was because it used to be the Which fifth had, race what's the what's the weather like in georgia in february i guess i mean it's south still so it should be fine i guess but i would say that I'm it would a, probably be good i, I, I would I, imagine they wouldn't get here if it was going to be too bad but yeah it will be interesting to see what the weather ends up be. i mean shit it was snowing in california last year at auto club so who knows <laughs> i well it was like the one time in the entire world that it started snowing in la so i mean yeah you can, i guess we can't even what's what's weather like in california well it's supposed to be sunny but guess what it never rains in southern california there we go until it does then it snows uh so yeah so we go to back-to-back -back super speedways uh ask racing just an interesting move i i i'm gonna be curious to see how it pans out because obviously we know that super speedways anything can and will happen. Yeah, do the, does Kyle Larson's uh, championship odds just skyrocket after he has like two 40th place finishes in a that row? Might be where you start looking at a Kyle Larson future bet right <laughs> after these two. He's 38th in the points uh, after after two races, and you're like, oh, okay. The books probably aren't fooled at that point. They're like, you know what? Nah, never. Hopefully mind. they are. <laughs> well, you would hope so. We'll keep an eye. That on would be that. a good time to get in on them. That would be a fantastic time. <laughs> 
to get in on it. Um, speaking of fantastic time to get in on stuffs, let's tell you about a fantastic time to get in on Hall of Fame bets. If you're not already using it, you need to win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player pops, and game lines. You can research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. And data. Just make yourself a smarter better overall. You can enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Plus, you can sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. We move on, and Viva Las Vegas retains its third-place spot in the schedule. In March, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, you get the Pennzoil 400. Once again, in that third spot in the schedule, so no change there. But you start to get into the mile and a half, right, where you're just uh, kind of calming down after the super speedways and, and kind of taking a quick breath. But, uh, yeah, listen, for me, Las Vegas is, is a staple. And in March, again, the weather's not going to be bad, obviously. So, not much changes there. But really, Is what the I think bad there ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I've been there in some pretty bad weather. Uh, Nick oh. Fortune jumping in the chat, asking if we got a call in yeah. line yet. Almost, Nick. Almost. Not yet. I did hear. I was listening to the to the big show uh, live this morning. They were actually on, and Nick called in. A little little sad about his 49ers. I know you guys are in the in the same boat there. I think uh, again though, like. It, this sets up so nicely for you guys, right? You meet again in the Super Bowl. It's that big revenge spot. I wouldn't be too worried. Your your team's pretty good. And and let's be honest with you, we already lost once to them in the Super Bowl. So the Ravens are not a team that we haven't, you know, historically been good against. Sure. Anyways, I I was hoping for a better Christmas. Obviously, I didn't get it, but whatever. I I'll just take it and go. Like you said, this is going to be a great better, learning tool. Better for to Brock. get your yep. Your losses in now and then and then avenge it later. Yep, I'm good with that. Uh, speaking of avenge, like we said, well, uh, this this mile and a half placement after two super speedways, I, I don't know what it does for the the drivers mentally to go back to back on super speedways because we know how mentally taxing pack racing is, and then to be able to so could before it used to be you know Daytona 500 the build up all of the the anticipation and then you got to go to Fontana and sort of you know unwind from all that on a on a semi cookie cutter track and then Vegas and then you know all that but now it's like high intensity high intensity now you get to come down a little bit so is the hangover from back-to-back super speedways how much do we take that into consideration as we move into the the betting aspect of it I don't want to say you get too much early season desperation but if a guy like Akaya Larson or or anyone else has to you know gets caught up in two wrecks early on in these two super speedways and you do have a Chase Elliott type or or a Kyle Busch type in there, you know, 35th in the points going into this race. It's a long season, and if you get a win, you're fine. But already you're starting to look at it, and you're like, okay, maybe I need to start, you know, overcompensating. Maybe it's something like that. But I think it's kind of the next good race to put in. The, the mile-and-a-half racing has been great. Again, keep the new fans kind of hooked moving forward. Uh, the mile-and-a-halves have absolutely delivered. So very excited to see that one. 
Yep, and then followed right thereafter by the other race that is always. I love the West Coast swing early because the weather's always great. Uh, the Phoenix Raceway for the Shriners yep. Children, five hundred. So you go Super Speedway, mile and a half Super Speedway, mile and a half to now a mile. It's it's this progression of of track differential is never going to let any driver get comfortable. So my yeah. and well, obviously Which we talked about the last couple of seasons how it, well they. You know, it's not been – I mean, you're going to get two super speedways, but even then, it's there is some differences, and, and super speedways are so unpredictable, you can't get too comfortable anyways. But, yeah, it's great to see, again, the progression, and it's going to continue as we go to the next two tracks because there are different styles than we've been on so far too. So, yeah, I mean, again, Phoenix in the spring, do you just make this a test race? Like, I think if you're a person that thinks you're going to be, you know, in the championship race later on, like – we know how just important, like if you can get to Phoenix, how important doing well at Phoenix is, obviously. It's the championship race. This is your early test now. A lot of things change, right? And William Byron and Kyle Larson were really good in this race. You get to Phoenix in the fall, and they weren't as good. So things change. Temperatures going to be different and all of that. But I think maybe you just use this as a testing ground to to start making your – get that notebook a little thicker for for going there in the fall if, if you're a team that thinks you're going to be competing in the, in the championship four later on. And really, when you look at this 2024 season and, and you just kind of remember that now we are taking, because you look at a track like Phoenix and the first name that jumps out to your to your face is Kevin Harvick, right? Well, that that's no longer a case anymore. So now you just start looking at somebody else that's going to be a top 10, perennial top 10 person on these types of tracks. So, uh, I mean, again, it's just a matter of, of looking at who's going to do well early in the season. And like you said, as a, if it's a test, then do we approach this from a standpoint of, are we looking at teams that are going to be trying things out and, and maybe not necessarily trying to win this race as it were, but trying to see where they can get an edge and speed or whatever it's might be especially notable, you know, based on who wins the first three races. If you've got a, a Kyle Larson, that's got a win in the bag or a Denny Hamlin, has got a win in the bag. And in theory, you've, you've likely punched your playoff ticket at that point, right? It's despite what, what the NASCAR interns will tell you on, on the X, uh, your playoff ticket is not necessarily punched just by winning a race, but you're in a pretty good position if you're one of those types of drivers. So maybe they t- may take even more of the approach of, of that. So be something to keep an eye on. I don't know that's something we've really seen in the past, but I think as you continue to look at it and continue to see how important that race at the end of Phoenix is, might not be a bad idea to to really kind of throw some some stuff at the wind and, and see what sticks. Indeed. Speaking of throwing stuff at the wind and to see what sticks, dirt did not stick on Bristol Motor Speedway. It was, uh, after three years, Bristol will no longer be a dirt race uh, in the spring. It will return to the Food City 500, 500 laps around the short track. So in recap, we've got, again, two miles super speedway, mile and a half super speedway, mile and a half, mile. Now we're down to a short track. So crazy. And now, like we said, we've taken the dirt off of Bristol. We are now running it as a concrete race once again so that means that everything that we talk about in the second Bristol race comes back into play on this particular track now because we're not worried about are you good on dirt? Who's been historically good on dirt? Who cares about dirt now? We are back on to, to normal Bristol. So that definitely changes our, our strategy, right? And, and not just that, but where it sits in the actual uh, season itself, it's moved up a couple of yep. races. Saint, up, to, up to St. Patrick's Day now. AKA Cody's birthday, which is a, is a wonderful day. 
Uh, but yeah, it's so yeah, moving up from that Easter time frame, right? Uh, I think dirt at Bristol was great. Um, as Nick says, odd. Yes, it was odd as well. I think that dirt still has a place, and I think a place like Knoxville, Nick, would be a wonderful place to bring dirt to. I went to the again, man. That I went to that first truck series race at at uh, Knoxville. God, it was one of the best, most fun races I've ever been to in my life. I know it was a little tough on the TV crowd. So much fun. It was great. I, I think that an Eldora, a Knoxville, somewhere like we need a dirt track on the schedule. Nothing this season, which is okay. But I think again, that's something they should look at going forward again. I think it was a great, uh, a great thing to test, and I think it it was fun, and it gave us a couple of fun years and, and good races and and interesting scenarios. Right, a Joy Logano winning, uh, Tyler Reddick getting wrecked to, before cashing all of our bets, and a Kyle Busch getting his win. Right, some different things, um, but I, I think good to go back to regular Bristol, see how the fans respond. Right, they've asked for it to be not on Easter, they've asked for it to not be dirt. Better show up and fill the seats now, right? Or or you're gonna lose that second date because that's how it works. Um, yeah, Bristol is one of the classic tracks on the schedule. Um, so it'd be good to see him go there twice. 500 laps. That's a lot of laps around a track like that. Uh, it always gives in for, for a good race. So again, I think the schedule, the schedule makers have really just, just nailed it here, uh, moving this race up and, and again, making that progression to, to get to smaller tracks before we go to a really big track, a really big track because now, so if you, if you look at the schedule, Bristol has leapfrogged Austin. Now we go to the Circuit of the Americas for a road course. Super Speedway, Super Speedway, mile, mile and a half. Now we go to road course. NASCAR has done fabulous in the first month and a half or, or even two months of this to give us almost every track configuration that you can think of right off the bat. There is no lull in this, right? You go from, like Cody said, this one of the shorter tracks on the circuit to a, a gigantic, long, huge, super uh, um, road course and Circuit of the Americas there in Austin. So it's the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix uh, in that normal. It's actually, it's that didn't really lose its spot, sort of. It, it, it kind of stayed in the same general position. So now move the races around it around. Exactly. Yeah. It, it kind of stayed where it was at. Now it's normal, but we've also seen weather in Austin in March. So, I mean, again, that's something to keep your eye out for as well. But again, we go from a super, super short track to these super long road courses. And we've seen that sort of play out as well. And it's just going to be an interesting transition from there. Uh, looking forward to it though, because obviously, you know, every year these, these road courses give us, a different take. We always think we know the road course ringers, and we and this year we don't even know if we're going to get all of the same road course ringers. Because does the 16 car contain AJ Allmendinger for this race? You would think it did. Is SVG going to be out on this track? Like, where are we going to get some of these other uh, names? Who's going to surprise us and be the the road course person that's not on everybody's lips that that takes the the course? Yeah, and this is always kind of the interesting one too because it's it's earlier in the season, right? And you're right near the end of March here, and we don't go back to another road course until June, and then there's still six on the schedule. So you, you've got you know backloaded on as far as the road courses go. So toss one in here early uh, again while we were all different types of tracks uh, to start the season. So Coda is always a good one, and and really it's provided for some really good racing. I mean, we cashed a forty to one on Ross a couple seasons ago in an epic finish. Last year, it kind of came down to the wild with with Reddick winning, and Kyle Busch was kind of chasing him down at the end there. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's delivered great racing. We had the rain one before that; that was 
an interesting thing. Like you said, the weather can can play into it, but another great track and, and excited to go back there and uh, glad to see that that Coda is kind of earned and, and kept its its spot on the on the um, on the schedule here as it as it replaced that second Texas date uh, from a while back. And what's the natural progression step down from a 3.4-mile track? How about a three-quarter of a mile track in Richmond? What, what other size have we not been to yet? <laughs> a three-quarter of a mile track. We got the Toyota Owners 400 over there in Richmond, that 400-lap, 300-mile race. It's, I'm telling you right now, they literally are just – it's like a shotgun blast. They're just throwing all of it out there at once for us, and it's just – it's not going to be boring. Uh, to start the season off, I'll tell you that much. And from a betting aspect of it, it's going to make handicapping these races a lot more challenging because, again, it's not like I can just settle back into the mile-and-a-half mode and go, okay, well, this guy, this driver's good on this mile. And now I, I literally have to research something new every single week just to get ready for these races, which is fun, but, uh, again, it yeah. keeps you on your toes. Well, yeah, you're at your seventh points-paying race of the uh, season now, and... You've not had anything similar to any of the tracks. Pro- I mean, the only close comparison really is is your two super speedways to open it up. And and again, super speedways are so unpredictable that it's hard to take one thing from from one week to the next just because of the luck and things that come into it. So again, schedule makers keeping you on your toes, love it, and really we keep on our toes going into the next week too. Yeah, again, taking another half mile, a quarter of a mile away from us, and we'll go back down into a half mile territory at Martinsville for the uh, spring race at Martinsville. It's a half mile like Bristol is. It's not nothing comparable because they're completely different tracks. Yep, that paperclip over there, Martinsville, is not the same as Bristol, so handicapping is different. Uh, but of course, these races not necessarily changing too much. Obviously, we know that it go it went Austin, Richmond, Bristol, Martinsville last year, where now it goes Austin, Richmond, Martinsville because we moved Bristol up a little bit as well. And then we moved to the Texas Motor Speedway, so we go back to Texas, but we're going to Fort Worth this time for the uh, Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 400 over there. And this is the Texas date that has actually. Um, moved right. It it was definitely not there because right after Martinsville last yeah, year the, was Talladega. Well, Texas was in the playoffs before, um, as you kind of remember, and now it's moved all the way up into into April. So a big shift on the date here in this one. A uh, little bit interesting. You're going to the state of Texas, not even a month apart between Coda and and Texas Motor Speedway, um, but early in the season, if you want weather conditions to likely be a little warmer and better. Not not a bad move at all. Um, I, I will say, so Martinsville, just to kind of go back and touch on that, you'll have the Clash to look at, which we saw some stuff translate, like Ryan Priest specifically translated very well from the Clash to Martinsville. So that's when you kind of start getting into races. And Texas as well, you'll have Vegas to look back on. So this is where we'll start being able to use from earlier in the season from, okay, how did they perform not that long ago on similar track styles? Um, so that's where we kind of start getting into being able to use uh, what we what we've learned before you throw in the big uh, the big wild card in, in Talladega Super Speedway, of course, which is actually the next race right after that Talladega at the Geico 500, another Super Speedway race right after you get to uh, done with the Texas Motor Speedway. So you know, mile and a half now into a Super Speedway like Talladega, sort of the unofficial I don't know first third I suppose of the season as as we get to it. And even still, it kind of doesn't necessarily lose its its prestige uh, in the same sort of spot. Talladega, the 10th race of the season last year. 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, now you've got already two super speedways under your belt, as you already did heading into it. So it's just a matter of looking at what you're doing going into there. And then, of course, we close out April in Dover in the mile uh, track there at the Worth 400. So, again, from the big confines of a super speedway back down to Dover, which is a mile. Not something they haven't done before because they did it last year as well. But, uh, I mean, you want to talk about grueling schedule, Cody. That That is a grueling schedule. And and as much as this is what happened last year, okay? So it went Daytona, Fontana, Vegas, Phoenix, Atlanta, Austin, Richmond, Bristol, Martinsville, Talladega. It seems like a, you know, almost the same. But I don't know what it is about when you, when you start introducing now where you go uh, Daytona, Atlanta, Vegas, Phoenix, Bristol, Austin, Richmond, Martinsville, Texas, Talladega. I don't know what You're it is. You're putting everything to the test early in every single different type of racetrack. I mean, that's that's a majority other than a street course. Of course, is, is the only thing we're not seeing basically at that point in time. So, uh, yeah, and then Russ says Talladega starts to run. We'll have information we need then to cap the other races. And, and yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, again, I think early in the season – We'll still have the ability to to kind of look back on last season, maybe catch the book sleeping on some people that you know we're big on or we think situations are good on. Um, but yeah, once you get past Talladega, you know, start having some some races here where things are are looking positive, and, and we're going to have a lot more to look back on and being able to cap going forward. Again, the first part of the season is a little bit tougher just because you know things so many things have changed from the previous season. We'll have new cars for Toyota. We'll have new cars for Ford. You've got teams switching manufacturers. You got drivers, new drivers. You got drivers moving around, all of that stuff. So it's going to take a little time to kind of get all of that put in the same mixing pot. Doesn't mean we can't hit forty to ones on on Ross Chastain at Coda or thirty three to ones on on Priest in the in the Clash of the Coliseum. But uh, yeah, I think by this point in the schedule, this is where things really get rolling, and and we should get to a comfortable spot where. We can really, really be firing on all cylinders. About a third of the way through the season, as it were, as far as three months are concerned. You know, you get the first three months of the season out of the way. Then you hit to May, and then you go to Kansas. Kansas for the Advent Cody. 400. Advent I will Health. be there for this one. I was about to say, Cody, you just told me something before we started. Uh, yeah. I want you to tell everybody, because this is freaking awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. And, and so, and I didn't even realize it would end up being this, but NASCAR has the fan rewards program which you should go sign up for. Um, you get uh, points every time. So for every race that you check in on the app while it's going on, so it'll like the app sends you a little notification, you know, truck series live at, at Kansas or whatever, and you click on it and you click check in and it gives you points. And same thing for Xfinity, th- same thing for Cup. And then if you're at any of the tracks, you can check in from the track, you get points. Uh, I think if you play fantasy, the fantasy game on NASCAR, you can get points for that too or whatever. But like you don't really have to do much. Like, I think if you buy tickets and merchandise, you get points too, but I didn't really do a ton of that at all last season. But then the end of the season, they have all kinds of stuff. And so like, like I was telling Rod, like of the things they had offered just for me doing the basics, like, Oh, I just checked into every race. Basically you can wave the green flag for, uh, for uh, qualifying sessions, like for, for laps. Um, and yeah, Rice says he's going to Martinsville. Thanks to the fan rewards. Yeah, you could get tickets for for cup races, for truck races, for Xfinity races. You could ride in the pace car. So like that was one. And like it's at all the like all the tracks early in the season, at least like Kansas was an option. Worldwide Technologies was an option. Martinsville, Dega, all these places. So 
yeah, there was get a picture in victory lane at different tracks with the winner, uh, all kinds of stuff. And, and like I told her, I, they had, uh, gear on there. My daughter loves long socks. I got her a pair of NASCAR socks with the extra points I had left over. Like I'm going to do the wave a green flag at Kansas, uh, for qualifying. So yeah, somebody gets to start their qualifying lap. I get a wave the green flag. That's pretty cool. Like to be up there and see the track from the flag stand, watch the car go underneath you. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty sweet. So I'm excited to do that, but uh, yeah, definitely sign up for that because, uh, that's, that's a really cool program. And then like your points, you have to use your points at the end of the season. Like you can't just let them go, but then wherever you're, you like tier up. And so I'm in like an all-star tier or whatever, like I'm three or four tiers up and you keep that status going into the next season. So it's a pretty sweet thing that not a lot of people knew about. So there's your, uh, your welcome NASCAR for your, your plug on the fan rewards. But I thought it was pretty cool because, and you could, you know, you could enter to win experiences too, like, you know, tickets to the Coliseum, like get in a, you know, a sweepstakes type of thing if you're into that or whatever too. But yeah, a lot of cool stuff. And like this one wasn't even, you know, to wave the green flag for the for the qualifying session. You just pick that and that's it. I'm in. So as long as you're one of the first 36 people or whatever. But yeah, it's pretty cool. So I definitely check that out and get signed up for that if, if that's something that, that would interest you, which why wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm going to be watching qualifying very closely on uh, on whatever <laughs> station it's at because I want to see Cody waving the green flag for that. That's going to be freaking awesome. Um, all right, so we move away from Cody waving the flag at Kansas and head out to Darlington for the Goodyear 400 over there at the Darlington Raceway. Uh, look, at, at 1.3 miles, we know that Darlington, we know everybody uh, looking forward to that one. So that's not necessarily a gigantic uh, move from the one and a half mile. We're only dropping you know, a, little, a couple of tenths of a mile to get down into Darlington. But of course, we also know that Darlington's not an easy race either. The best stretch of racing last season, Kansas and Darlington back to back, two of the best races we had all season. That was a lot of fun. This race maybe even has a little more importance this year. Darlington has moved, as we'll talk about in a few minutes, to the cutoff race for the playoffs. Um, and so, again, if you're going to be on that bubble, if you're going to be racing to try and get in on points, you're going to need a good, strong notebook uh, from this spring race. So, uh, th that race kind of has a little more extra importance because, you know, how good you do and, and what you learn could really help you in a couple of you know months here when we get back to Darlington for the cutoff race uh, before the playoffs. And then after Darlington is the all-star break going back to North Wilkesboro for that one uh, where the open and the all-star race are happening on May the 19th. Uh, Completely repaved North Wilkesboro too. They replayed, repaved the entire surface, which will be interesting. It was an old fashioned ass whooping by Kyle Larson last year. I don't know that repaving it will make the racing much better, but again, just going to North Wilkesboro like that alone, worth it. I uh, heard Derek talking about it on his All Things Go podcast the other day. Like that was one of his top moments from the season. Like just going back to North Wilkesboro, just the fact that we're there. It's a track that's rooted in the history of NASCAR. They've gone to for so long. Uh, it's a great thing. And so glad to see that continuing. I think we're moving towards a points race here in the next few seasons. But getting the All Star race there again this season will will again be great. Well, and I'm looking forward basically just to the the fact that we still get to bet on the All Star race as well. I mean, I know that uh, the open, I yeah, last year we had great uh, great opportunities, you know, for making the race, all kinds of fun bets. So it was it was a good time. Yep, and I hope that the books continue to give us that as well. Uh, all right, so after the All Star break, we move to the Geico, or I'm sorry, the Coca Cola 600 Charlotte Motor Speedway, the 
big big weekend. Obviously, I think this is the same weekend, right? That uh, the Indy Five Hundred is uh, as well, right? So Indy Five Hundred, Monaco, and F One is a beautiful race weekend. Always wonderful, right there on Memorial Day weekend. Um, yeah, this race is just—it's always a classic. Six hundred miles, longest race of the season, and it's—it's uh, it's worth every lap of it. It's—it always ends up being a great race. Champion of last season, Ryan Blaney is the guy who won that race. So. Uh, you know, it was a little foreshadowing, I guess, at that point. Who knows? I don't really think those things were correlated, but cool to see anyways. <laughs> yeah. And and again, it's just one of those things. It's a big, long race. Obviously, we know that, that Kyle Larson is going to be racing in the Indy 500 this year. So, oh, yeah. yes, that's going to be the most. Yes, we got to watch Kyle Larson run 500 miles at Indy, get in a helicopter and run 600 miles in Charlotte, 1,100 miles. Oh, I'm oh, you just reminded me of that. I completely how did I forget about that? I don't know, but I'm so excited it's been a while. I remember as a kid, like watching, you know, Tony Stewart do that, watching Kurt Busch do that. Now it's been a while since we've seen it done. And the time frame is even shorter now because they've pushed around the times, but it's going to be awesome to follow. And you know, they're going to be talking about it during the Indy 500. They're going to show him get on the helicopter. You know, NASCAR is going to be talking about how well he did at Indy or, or what his results were. going to show him landing on the helicopter, right into the car. Ah, pumped for that. That's going to be that. It's going to be a great day. Yeah, it's going to be a great day. <laughs> Rye because... says he can't he can't sit in a car that long. So <laughs> we won't see Rye doing the double anytime soon, uh, which is unfortunate, but that's okay. I'm telling you He's right now. He's also calling Colin Blaney to win the Coke 600. I, I'm getting a little annoyed at sitting in cars, so I, I don't know that I would be able to do it as well either, but uh, we'll, we'll see for that. Um, all right, then we move on to the Worldwide Technology Raceway over there uh, in Madison, Illinois, for the Enjoy Illinois 300. Uh, really, again, it, it's the same sort of setup as it was last time. This is no different. We go from Charlotte to Gateway, and uh, you know, it, this is to start June, basically <clears throat> start the, the 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 summer months, as it were. This is just another one of those races where it'll be it'll be a good, nice little break from that. But uh, still, in this schedule, there is no break. There has not been a break. There will not be a week off for a, at least a decent amount of time here, and we'll tell you when that break-off comes. But so far, it's been cranked every single week all over the country as we start getting into the hottest months of the year. Uh, and then they get to go stretch their legs at Sonoma on June 9th, the Toyota Save Mart 350 in Sonoma on the, the beautiful, beautiful Sonoma Raceway that uh, I will be at that race once again. Because I'm not going to miss any more of these Sonoma races. I love these things. They're so much fun to be at. Yeah, that's awesome. I, Man, I was just looking. Six and a half hours to get to Worldwide Technology for me. I might have to see what I'm doing that weekend. Because uh, that'd be a really fun one to go to as well. I think that's that's a really cool track there. Uh, and should be a good race. And that's Sonoma. Always beautiful. Uh, can't wait to, to see all your, your coverage from there. Because that's always a, a lot of fun to uh, see that as, as you, you go there and, and cover it. To live vicariously through me in wine country. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. And then from there, they move on to Cody, someplace that we oh, probably yes. should figure out how to get to because Iowa makes its appearance on the schedule for the 2024 season. 350 laps, 306 miles around the Iowa Speedway for the Iowa Corn 350, powered by ethanol. By uh, all in all, what what is the the what is the one from Cars Three? Oh, I can't remember that. So, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, Iowa corn not as good as Nebraska corn. Of course, Nick Fortune should know that. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I am so pumped for this race. I'm really hoping it works out to make it there because I'm, I'm really hoping to be there. I uh, went to the, the IndyCar races there last season. It was so much fun. Hopefully we can figure it out. Maybe both of us can get there. I know we've already been offered a, a spot to do a live podcast if we do, which we've we've really got to figure out how to make this. We need to see. We got that meeting with the bosses coming up again. I think we need to uh, to drop this little nugget in there and, and see what we can get worked out because this will be a lot of fun if we could both get there. Again, Rod and I, we're, what, 320 episodes into this thing we've never met in person. We live thousands of miles apart, so it would be great to be at a race together, take it in together. Finally, NASCAR gets to Iowa. I, I really I don't understand what took so long. NASCAR owns this track, so you would think they would want to go there. ARCA has had success there. I, Xfinity's had success before. This race sold out before the Daytona 500 did. Uh, all, the grandstand sold out. The camping sold out. Like People are excited, and, and here in the Midwest, we don't get, like I was just saying, Gateway six and a half hours. Like that's the third closest track to me now that I was in the mix because Kansas is three hours from me. This race is three hours from me. And then it's, you know, six, eight hours before you get to anything else. Uh, so having people in the Midwest love racing, going to pack the place out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and that, like I said, great time. It's a great track. It's, it's bad fast for, for being a short track. Um, and, and it's a little different than anything else we have on the schedule kind of. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see NASCAR go here. And, and, this is kind of the replacement for Auto Club, right? This is what they slid in, and then there was talk of going to Montreal. weren't able to figure that out, so they they go here. I hope that this race ends up being such a success and, and such a good race that they're forced to keep it on the schedule going forward and have to do it. This is Father's Day weekend too, which is you know, and it's going to be packed. Could be a lot of people there. So uh, I, I'm this is probably one of the races I'm most looking forward to this season, just to to see how it goes. Really hoping to make it there in person um, and have a great time. So about just a little over eight-tenths of a mile on the track, and it's uh, definitely banked, that's for sure. 12 to 14 uh, uh, degrees on the banking. So, yeah, I mean, look, this is going to be a, a lot of fun to watch this play out in the NASCAR world. So looking forward to the debut of the Iowa Speedway onto the schedule. And then we move on to New Hampshire uh, for our Loudoun race as well. Uh, really again, so Nashville, not on the, uh, not on this, the circuit until later. So basically they went from Sonoma, um, to, uh, all, like I said, to Iowa, they kind of shuffled this around cause last year it was Sonoma and then Nashville and then Chicago. So this year it's, uh, Sonoma, Iowa, and then Nash or, uh, New Hampshire rather. So New Hampshire sort of moves, uh, Jesus, about three, four races up on the schedule, to take it there, and then we close out June with Nashville on the uh, Nashville Super Speedway for the Ally 400. Uh, of course, we know that's a, a 1.3-mile track. So, again, it's a little bit of shuffling, right? We go from Sonoma, then we go to a short track, then we go to the uh, to the mile track in New Hampshire, and then uh, a mile and a third to uh, to Nashville. So a little bit of shuffling in that capacity as well. Yeah, again, a beautiful mixture of different styles of tracks. I can't commend the NASCAR schedule makers enough for for the mixture they're making. And, and you don't really have, I mean, we've not really had any like similar tracks back-to-back -back at all this season uh, so far through this schedule. It's been different stuff. You don't have, you know, 
there were points years ago where it was mile and a half, 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 short track, mile and a half, mile and a half, road course. Like, and it, it got a little bit repetitive, and you're not getting that now. It's a different race every single week. I, I absolutely love how this is laying out. But also shout out to all of the different tracks for allowing for this to happen. I mean, obviously we knew that, you know, uh, Bristol's always been a thing. Richmond, Martinsville, Darlington, like all those have been. But like you said, I mean, a lot of those cookie cutter tracks are, are not necessarily cookie cutter tracks anymore. They've done something. Yeah. Atlanta has done something to sort of shake that up. Right. I mean, Bristol, even when it threw dirt on it for a little bit, tried to shake it up a little bit. So, I mean, kudos to the evolution of these tracks. Right. In the introduction of some of these other road courses, of some of these other types of Iowa's and stuff like that to, to make it to where it's different. And speaking of different, July yeah. begins <laughs> with the most different of them all. And that's the Chicago street race back for the its annual year. SVG 200. Yeah. So that, <laughs> 165 miles, 75 laps in Chicago for the second year. I would love to see it not rain. I would love to see it be decent enough weather to where we can just that's, get a good race. Oh, yes. That will be the biggest thing. If we can get nice weather, if the concerts and everything go off, like it could be a totally different story. This, it was fun last year and it was exciting. And, and obviously the SVG story, great story. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see a, a sunny weekend. Again, this is right after the 4th of July on the 7th. It's kind of 4th of July weekend extended, right? Um, so yeah, very, very excited for this race again. I think it's a great concept. It's something different. Kind of getting into IndyCar F1 territory. Love it. Again, the ringers that we might see come to this race. Last year, it worked out. A ringer won it, right? Who else wants to enter this race? And you know, we're likely to see SVG, obviously, again in this race. And Brody Kostecki will probably be in it. And who's in that that uh, Roush 60 car that we have now and everything. Going to be fun to, to see what other names might to decide to jump over here and, and run this race. Uh, why, why doesn't Penske add another car? Bring bring another car into the fold. Bring your Indy, one of your IndyCar guys. Get a, get a Will Power or a Joseph Newgarden over in for this. Like, oh, let's make it a whole thing. I would love it. Uh, but yeah, excited to see this on the on the schedule again. I think we'll see Chicago another year or two before maybe we go to New York City or or L.A. Maybe that's what replaces the Coliseum, right, and, and move this around. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but very excited to see this racing. That's another one. That, <laughs> I want to go to so many races, Rod. I, Chicago's about eight hours from here. Fourth uh, of July weekend is tough with my beer business job because it's kind of a busy weekend for beer, but uh, I might have to see if I can work some, some strings and get, get over there for this because – That'd be a pretty cool one to see in person, too, I think. Well, hey, it's the week after the 4th of July instead of the week of the 4th of July this time. Last year, it was on the 2nd of July. This year, it's on the 7th. So the Grant Park 165 will be uh, another fun one to partake. Then we move on to Pocono, the Tricky Triangle, highpoint.com 400. Uh, the, the three banked or the three cornered, rather, track over there in Pocono. So again... If you're keeping track, right, you get Nashville, you get Chicago, you get Pocono, all different configurations of tracks, and then they finally get a break. Absolutely finally get a break. They get a couple of weeks off in July after this grueling first part of it before they head over to Indianapolis for the well, Brickyard in, 400. Indy first, and then it's the break. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It, I, a, yeah, I'm reading the wrong one. And then you get the two weeks off. But, yeah, Brickyard 400 is back back on the oval at indianapolis where they should be rid of the indy road course which is fine Thank that race God. is not that great anyways and and the indy five you know the brickyard 400 has, has had boring races over the years but 
had a lot of great races with the mile and a half package lately. Again, this track's a little different. It'll just be good to see. I think this is the 30th anniversary. 94 was the first season that, that they were there. So can't wait to see them get back on the oval here. This is a huge addition. I think there's going to bring a lot of fans in. It's going to bring a lot of eyes in. And then, yeah, it's going to be a two-week break after this, the Olympics. Uh, this is during the NBC stretch, of course. NBC sends everyone to cover the Olympics. I'm sure Dale Jr. even will be there. Um, and so they take the break for that, which which gives us the time to catch our breaths. We should have some SRX racing during this time. Uh, F1, IndyCar will all be going, I think, as well. So but plenty of stuff to talk about still, which will be great. Gives us a chance to catch up on on futures, right? Take a look at at what's going on in the futures market, what things are out there uh, before we head back to to the final stretch before the the playoffs, which begins in Richmond. Back to Richmond again for the Cookout 400. Uh, that begins on August 11th. So another uh, another trip to Richmond for this. Uh, now there's three quarter of a mile. Busher won this race last year. Can he continue? to do that this coming season. Well, we talked about that in the in the futures and we talked about in the win totals, so go back and listen to that. And then we go to Michigan for the Firekeeper Casinos 400, ending August with the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona. Again, three completely different track configurations uh, as we go from three-quarters of a mile to two miles to, of course, the uh, Super Speedway there, two and a half miles in Daytona. Yeah, this will the Daytona race will be big because obviously you're you're getting towards the end of the regular season. Worst mistake NASCAR could have ever made changing this from not being the cutoff race. I understand that you want Darlington to be on Labor Day weekend, uh, which is that is the first of September Labor Day. Mm, it's gotta be right. Yeah, I mean it's yeah because it's it's the it's the one that they wanted the to be first. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, you. Daytona as the cutoff race has been so fucking good, Rod. Why? Uh, uh, I get that the Southern 500 and and you want it on Labor Day and okay, but come on, you don't move something around to make this work. Put Daytona as the cutoff race. Huge, huge mistake. This is pretty much really the only thing I'm super disappointed about in NASCAR because why, 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 why do you take this away from being the cutoff race? It has been so dramatic. It's been so good. Uh, I hate it. It's still going to have big implications, right? Because there's going to be people on the bubble points-wise. You can't afford to have a bad race. It could really cost some people. If you get your, your Corey LaJoy types or your, or your Michael McDowell types that snag a win here and lock themselves in and, and cut it down to where only one or two guys are getting in on points at this point, it's still going to have its, its dramaticness to it, but it's not going to be the same, uh, which is unfortunate. But Daytona in the summer night race on saturday night it's always a beautiful time it's always fun you know how much i love betting on super speedways so excited for that one of course uh but before the southern 500 the next week at darlington yep southern 500 at darlington labor day is the second of uh, september by the way monday so this is sunday the day before so it's labor day weekend but it's definitely not uh but like cody said that's the cutoff race because then we start into the round of 16 Atlanta, we start off with a super speedway race to begin the whole thing off. How crazy is that? Uh, Kyle Larson's not a fan, but uh, I am a fan of, I love it, having having multiple super speedways in the playoffs, having Atlanta. This one obviously is moving from really kind of early summer. The Atlanta races were close together last couple of seasons. Um, and so, yeah, you're moving it all the way here to the first round of the playoffs. And 
that that could really shake some things up, right? If you get a playoff driver, you know, say a Ricky Stenhouse Jr. wins the Daytona 500 and gets in, then all of a sudden, you know, he wins at, at Atlanta here and he's punched his way into the next round. Somebody's going to get bounced out that wouldn't have gotten bounced out otherwise. Somebody's going to put themselves in a points hole that they're really going to have to make up the next two weeks. Uh, it's going to start out for a dramatic beginning to the playoffs. So I do like that. Again, a, a super speed race should be the cutoff race. But uh, I will take Atlanta being the first race of the playoffs because I, th- I think that's going to be a lot of fun. You want to talk about a dramatic start to the playoffs? Let's go Super Speedway Road Course Short Track. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Atlanta for the Quaker State 400, like we said. Then you go to Watkins Glen for the Go Bowling at the Glen. And then you move to Bristol for the night race over there, the Bass Pro Shops night race. It's You want to talk about a crazy start to the uh, the postseason. This is exactly it. Eh, playoffs? That's uh, <laughs> We're talking playoffs. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's a great stretch. Again, you're kind of testing a bunch of different different strengths and, and stuff here, and you've got to hit it. you got the Super Speedway. You get the road course, one of the traditional road courses at Watkins Glen that's been around a long time. Then you shoot over to Bristol. Uh, again, we talked about Bristol earlier. And, again, this will be the second uh, concrete race at Bristol of the season, no dirt race in the spring. So that will be a lot of fun. And then uh, we'll cut it down to 12 after after that Bristol night race on a uh, on, uh, – that is Saturday night, so that'll be good, too. Well, and you look at it, too. Watkins Glen is moving down into the round of 16. It was yeah, before. From, from the summertime. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was in the in the regular season before. So We're definitely yeah. getting a, a dose of this in the, in the beginning rounds. If you make it past that one into the round of 12, well, Kansas is waiting for you the second time around, only to have Talladega right there, and then, of course, the, uh, the Roval to close it out. So... You got two wild card races and super speedways in both these first two rounds. It just adds an extra element to the playoffs that that is going to be really exciting because, uh, again, you have a rough race at Atlanta. You start behind the eight ball. If you have a rough race at, at Talladega, you're only going to have one chance to get it back, and that's going to be at a road course. Uh, this is great. Kansas moves up a little bit here because uh, I think it, it's been an October race here recently, um, but moving it back into September here earlier on in the in the round of 12, and then Dega, again, uh, I think the next big mistake that, that they're making here is keeping the Roval on the schedule. Charlotte, mile and a half, are, are great right now. Just use the fucking Oval. It's right there. You're going to the same place. Use the Oval, not the Roval. But uh, hopefully the cardboard is not out in full effect this year. And uh, oh, well. <laughs> well, so listen, to put it in perspective, here were the playoffs last year. Darlington, Kansas, Bristol, Texas, Talladega, the Roval, Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville, Phoenix. That was the cutoff after Daytona. So that was Darlington, Kansas, Bristol, right? Texas, Talladega, the Roval, Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville, Phoenix. So so you got you get two road courses in the playoffs this year, which you didn't have last year. You get two super speedways, which you didn't have last year. Um, so yeah, really, really changing it up and, and making it a little different, making it tougher to get through those first two rounds. And, and you really have to survive what, because, you know, when it comes to road courses, when it comes to super speedways, it's not two road courses anymore. It's not four super speedways anymore. It's you've got six road courses. You've got six speedways. It's it's a part of being in the series and, and racing. And if you want to crown a champion, you've got to get through those tough tests. And if you're not good at road courses, get better. If you're not good at super speedways, get better. You got to get a lot of luck in the super speedways as well. But that's part of part of playoffs. It's the ball bouncing the right way. Right. Um, and putting yourself in the right situation. So I do like the construction of that. And then, of course, we kind of finish out the final four races. I think they're exactly the same as, as they've been the last few seasons. It's a third of the entire season, if you really want to break it down that way. So that's yeah. exactly it. So 
definitely, you know, want to get those nailed down, especially since it's a big part of the playoffs now. And then speaking of which, we wrap up with the final three of the playoffs proper before we get to the championship race. Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville, not much of a change there. Same difference. And then we head into Phoenix for the championship. So after a, a just a complete and total gauntlet of a ride through the playoffs, if you make it down to the, to the round of eight, things settle back down a little bit to normal. So uh, hopefully you're a driver who's accustomed to making it to the round of eight, and then those three tracks will kind of play into your favor before we finally move to Phoenix for the championship. But I got to tell you, Cody, on paper, this entire schedule looks to be probably one of the more exciting that we've seen in a very long time, just from the sheer uh, variety of where we're going versus the new tracks versus the second-year appearances of some of these other tracks. To me, this just feels like it's going to be a wild ride from start to finish. Yeah, absolutely. Again, the variety and and the different tracks, not going to places back to back. Like we we've touched on that multiple times. That's huge. Um, you know, taking the dirt off, I think that's good. You're going back to the Coliseum for a third time. We kind of get to see a couple of years under our belt. Going back to Chicago with hopefully better weather. Uh, you know, you're back at Coda, right? And we had the, the rain race, and and it was like, uh, you know. But then we get a great race the next season where it's, you know, four guys coming down to the end and guys are wrecking guys are cashing 40 to one tickets, kind of hoping for something like that from a Chicago year two. Uh, you get a toss in the Iowa's, which is a lot of fun. S- some pretty good movement around of the schedule and, and where they're placing races. Uh, not Daytona, not being the final uh, regular season race. That's the one I don't like, but the mixture in the playoffs, I, I think it's a great schedule. I think we're, we're primed for a good season. And, uh, oh man. I think it's it's 40 days until the clash of the coliseum at this point oh man that's that's a month basically rod a month plus a little bit almost there baby we're almost there we're almost sterling marlin away from the bush clash. ah yes let's go uh all right so here's the thing um as we look forward to it though i was actually going to say that it takes us until the very end of the season to go to back-to-back mile and a half, which I find to be absolutely incredible. So, um, all right, that is it for the schedule. We have pretty much broken it down. Um, and, and really, again, this was more just to give you guys the opportunity to kind of go over it with, because, you know, I know you probably aren't sitting there with the schedule in front of you and, and you probably don't even think about it when you look at it, you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. But you know, as far as being able to sort of get primed for the season ahead, I think this is a good dive into it just to kind of get your head into what we're expecting this coming season, which is a lot of the unexpected because, you know, again, a lot of this stuff is these these guys aren't going to be bringing the same car setups to the tracks day in and day out. It's just going to be on their toes for the entirety of the season, and I think we're going to be with them on, on our toes as well. Yeah, and, th- and this primes you for the episode later on in the offseason when I talk Rod into letting us pick a winner for each race before the season starts, so... uh now you'll know what races are coming up. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it, and then we'll have the the race predictions. Yeah, and we can see we can see we can keep track. We got to do that. We got to go through and and write down each each a winner for each race, and then look back at the end of the season and see how just how close we got with our 
our preseason predictions. I think we can fit that in in a month. We've got a month. Yeah. I think we can fit that in. Yeah, we got it. We got it. All right. Beautiful. All right. Beautiful. All right. Well, then, as we prepare for that one, let's go ahead and put this episode to bed and uh, and send everybody off on their way to, uh, to, to hopefully go to sleep and wake up tomorrow one day closer to uh, NASCAR racing, which is... Tomorrow will only be 39 days away, which will be great. Um can't really think of a 39 boy wasn't so ryan tough, newman tough in the 39 first he was oh, look at rod being the number savant here ryan newman ran the 39 for shr for a while so there you go great poll if you have ideas too of stuff you want to hear us talk about the off season's getting short right we only got a month left before we're really diving in but you know it should us you know this is something different just going through the schedule looking at it talking about well, i mean should we end up going an hour and 10 minutes on just the schedule for next season. So we can talk about just about anything, but if you've got ideas, suggestions for what you want to hear us talk about. We're here for you guys. And, and we can tell you people are still listening and we appreciate it. So uh, yeah, shoot us, shoot us DMS, hit us up in the discord, whatever. And we'll, uh, we'll cover all kinds of different topics. So love it. You keep listening. We'll keep talking. That's, that's all there is to it. You know that. And you guys have known that for years. So hopefully uh, you guys continue to do so because we love it and we just aren't going to stop. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, we will stop right now and uh, we'll go ahead and let you guys get on with the rest of your day. Uh, but until then, Cody, remind everyone where they can find you away from this uh, in, in the social media world. Yep. Follow me on the X at house corner score Z you can find all my work over there. Ton of stuff going on. F1 gambling podcast. I mentioned we just recorded an episode that'll be out later this evening, but check that out as well. And uh, oh, getting closer. We're almost there. Almost the new year. It's almost time to go racing again. Let's go. Hang tight, man. I'm looking. I'm looking for more odds. Like, I'm telling you, there's something going on in this world. And if they can give us odds for it, we'll we'll break them down. I, Xfinity and trucks, like, the, we had last year, we had championship odds. We had win totals. We had all that. So I'm expecting that to all be coming here in the near future. Um, and, and then we can get it. You know, we'll have episodes covering all that stuff as well. Well, when we do, we'll bring them to you. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom of everything I got going on, whether it's football, whether it's racing, whether it's badminton, tiddlywinks, I don't care. I'm writing for it. I love it. So, uh, all right. We'll be back again later this week with more. And until then, everyone, let's go racing and let it ride. Through the darkness.